0: Good morning, it's Tuesday, October 10th, and this is Slices of Wenatchee. We're excited to bring you a closer look at one of our top stories and other announcements every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Today, a look at the two candidates running for the Wenatchee City Council District 5 seat who faced off in a debate last week. And later, the Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission recently approved acquiring about 650 acres to promote the recovery of the Columbia Basin pygmy rabbit, Columbian sharp-tailed and greater sage-grouse. Before we begin, have you joined Neighbor yet? If not, download the app today and join local conversations about issues that matter. Neighbor is a site just for our local community, focused on facts, not misinformation. Best of all, it's free for everyone. To learn more, visit wenatchieworld.com n-a-b-u-r. Now our future story. The two candidates running for the Wenatchee City Council District 5 seat faced off in a debate Wednesday as the 2023 general election approaches. Topics ranged from the city's budget, affordable housing, and even the prospect of a new regional jail. The debate was hosted by the Wenatchee World and Wenatchee Valley Chamber of Commerce at Pibus Public Market and moderated by the Wenatchee World. Charlie Atkinson and Anthony Electrify Williams are in the only contested seat among the three total council seats up for grabs. During the event, the two candidates answered questions from the Wenatchee World, its readers, chamber members, and attendees. Now, some highlights from the debate.
1: Why are you running for city council, and why do you think you'd be a more effective council member for your district?
0: I'm running for city
2: council uh, because I love this place. I have a long uh, history, actually. Uh, my mom was born here, out in Sunny Slope. Uh, actually, her, my great-great-grandfather, Amos D Peters, came out here in 1902, 1903. I never get that quite right, but uh, to uh, and led a group of brethren from North Dakota. So we used to come up here on uh, vacation as a kid growing up, and. Uh, I never thought I would live here, but I have for the last 30 years. We've raised our family here. And on May 19th, the last day to file for this, I got a text from my son. And he said, hey, there's an opening in District 5. No one has uh, filed yet. What do you think? So I did some quick thinking and a little bit of talking and decided, hey, I think uh, this is a good thing. And as I have thought more about it, to have my son ask me to do it, only kind of makes that family connection even more full bodied as I think about him living out his life in this community, this area, and uh, and my two grandkids. So, uh, as far as qualifications, I've got a varied background in business education and in the nonprofit sector. I was involved in the fruit industry as a controller for an orchard vineyard operation. I feel like I could bring some of those financial skills to the council and just a host of other experiences that I think make sense in that setting.
1: Mr.
3: Williams? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the reason why I'm running is, is to uh, get the city to where it needs to be. And I'm uh, not saying that who uh, my predecessors did not take us there, but we're in a very interesting time right now to where we need to see the overtones of what's actually really happening. And when we see the rise of the suicide rates in our kids, When we see the gang activity in our kids, then there's certain things that need to change. With my experience that I have garnished over the years, I know exactly the fix. But the fix is you're gonna have to make that vote and get me in place so that I can help the council and help these committees make the right choices and the right decisions on what really actually needs to be happening in those in those situations. Not really trying to preach at you, but really we're in a very serious time right now. So he's a good candidate. He won, I'm a good candidate. I won because we ran. We chose to represent you. This is a tough position to be in. So that's why I'm running, to make the change that Wenatchee needs right now at this time. As we shifted to a new mayor form, with the mayor going out, it's a new form coming in, and so now this is a great team to be part of. So that's why I'm running. I'm excited to address the questions.
1: So, Roy, uh, next question for you. Uh, What is the most significant issue facing the city in the next four years, and how do you propose the council address it?
3: It's about funding our kids. That's our legacy. It's funny that our kids don't vote, but we make the vote in the decisions form, but what are they doing? So we have to evaluate our vote. Over the last 20 years, how you voted, was it strong enough to put the programs in place to empower these kids and inspire these kids to be civically engaged in other things. Have we done that? It comes from our vote. So we can't just meander that. We've gotta really take a real tough look at what Charlie's talking about, what I'm talking about, with all the candidates are talking about because we've crossed over into another place. That's why I'm running. I'm running because of the experience that I have dealing in nonprofits, dealing on boards and committees, multiple, I know exactly the answers. I'm not going to candy coat it. I got the answers.
2: Did you repeat the question? Sure.
1: <laughs> what is the most significant issue facing the city in the next four years and how do you propose the council
2: addressing? So this, uh, if you've attended any of these or have been following, uh, this won't come as a surprise. And I would concur with it that the issue of affordable housing is a huge issue facing the city of Wenatchee. And how we address that and deal with that It's going to say a lot about the character of this place. Uh, A city that works for everyone has housing that's affordable for the people who work there. And so, uh, I say that knowing that the council has been working to address this issue and our valley, our future. This is a major thrust and initiative of theirs too. And I just think the more people we have thinking hard about affordable housing, we are going to make more steps in that direction to solve, which is not just a problem in Wenatchee, but it's a problem around the country. And we want a place where our kids can grow up and stay or come back to. We need affordable housing. And so that I see as, as really the primary challenge for us at this time. There are lots of challenges, but that's, that's at the top of the list.
1: Um, public safety is a principal quality of life issue for residents and the business community. The region is working diligently to provide behavioral health services, over the silver services and a drug task force to reach out our chair student. Do you believe a new regional jail is needed for the area? And if so, what steps can be taken by the city council to commence the process?
3: When we make that type of funding, it's like, okay, yeah, let's get a regional jail. So what, what that shows me is, is that we forecasted that there's going to be lots of crime, so we need to, to create something that's not going to bring the type of energy that Wenatchee's all about. I mean, there's other things. Get you know, Let's create something else, a mountain, a volcano. We really don't need to create a regional jail because what we're doing is we're giving the, the mindset to these other municipalities that are already full in their jails, hey, this is a great place. And then when the funding is not here, in Wenatchee, the first thing that they're going to say is, and they're going to do is, hey, we've got we've got beds for sale. And then now we wonder, where's this homeless person that's from? We can't track him. We don't know where there is. It's because of that type of thinking. There's better things. If, if we're going to do a regional jail, that means that we're expecting our kids to go to hell.
2: I really am not at this time prepared to comment on a regional jail it might be helpful just to let me share a little bit how I would make decisions and how I'd go about that as a member of the council. First off, I would approach um, a decision with a spirit of humility that I don't know everything. And from there, begin to gather information, be aware of uh, what the sources are for that information, any bias that might be there as you look at uh, data. What's the sample size? Uh, anecdotes versus hard facts and doesn't mean that anecdotes and personal experiences aren't important in coming to a decision but knowing the 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 comparison between the two Uh, as a person of faith I pray Uh, as I went to the as I was part of a council I would want to um, be open to other viewpoints uh, especially those that are maybe really different than mine and look for areas of agreement. And then again, that spirit of humility, you have to ultimately make a decision, but it's possible to be wrong. And hopefully that doesn't happen very often, but if it does, to be willing to acknowledge that and make the changes that are necessary.
1: Uh, last uh, the question. How would you rate the city's progress today in reducing its contribution to global warming greenhouse gas emissions? And what more can the city be doing in the near future to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions? Another question from Lee Alley. Mr. Reynolds, thank it's?
3: I would say, uh, you know, it's always about transportation. You know, you know, I know those bird scooters are—they're a nice score to of some, but the majority of the people honestly park them pretty good. You're always going to hear the negative. It doesn't really matter. You know, I got every time that I I pick up one. I take a picture of it because there are so many good things and so many good people that do it the right way. But of course the ones that does it the wrong way is the ones that are going to get magnified. So it's, it's opposite. So that's one way, but the other ways are seeing what type of EPA incentives that they're going to give us to make those type of moves. Right? So, I mean, it's a big, it's a bigger than just what one minute can do. So if you would want to talk a little bit more about that,
2: that'll be on my website. I'm, Thankful to leave for that question because I was asked that question the other day and was totally unprepared. So I have had a chance to think a little bit about it. So maybe that maybe I'm setting myself up now. Uh, we are fortunate to live in a place with hydroelectric power, which certainly uh, lays a foundation for us to, to um, uh, make the transition to electric vehicles in a much easier fashion, much more readily than a lot of places. I think that... Um, we also, solar is a no-brainer here in terms of our weather. And, uh, and, and we, are, we are blessed by the PUD that they are forward-thinking and leading us in this way. And so, the council, to whatever way they can partner with the PUD, uh, that's a fantastic thing. I think making our city more walkable, uh, more friendly to bicycles, that encourages people to look at other ways for, of transportation, the fact that the link is you know, much more robust than when I came here 30 years ago, and there's no fare. I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing option. We do need to encourage and spotlight those things. Uh, and I think we are in a position to move forward in addressing climate change here.
0: For more, read our full story at WenatcheeWorld.com or click the link in our show notes. Next, the Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission recently approved acquiring about 650 acres in the Chester Butte unit of the Sagebrush Flat Wildlife Area in Douglas County to promote the recovery of the Columbian Basin pygmy rabbit, Columbian sharp tailed, and greater sage grouse. The decision is meant to help protect the shrub steppe habitat, which is home to many species, including the pygmy rabbit, Columbian sharp tailed grouse, greater sage grouse. Peruginous hawk, sage-thrasher, brewer's sparrow, vesper sparrow, sparrow, sage-sparrow, white-tailed jackrabbit, and Washington ground squirrel, according to the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. Columbia Basin pygmy rabbits were listed as endangered in 2003, and reintroduction activities began in 2011. The rabbits are specific to two small regions of the planet, southern Douglas and northern Grant counties in Washington state. In the last 13 years, the program has seen success by adding two wild populations that expand annually into new areas. However, the bunny's habitat is threatened by wildfires. The new acreage will add to the existing Chester Butte unit of the Sagebrush Flat Wildlife Area about 7 miles southeast of Mansfield and 13 miles northwest of Cooley City. Thanks for listening. For more information on all the stories you heard today, visit us at WenatcheeWorld.com.